citizens, welcome to Beer Me a Movie. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. I'm Ryan. And this is the show where we arbitrarily score movies. It's arbitrary, folks. Calm the fuck down. We so arbitrarily arbitrary. score movies uh, based on a whole system that we have very scientifically put together over many a year. And if our arbitrary score lines up with the Rotten Tomatoes critical audience score, we got a drink and so do you. Teamwork makes the dream work. We feel so proud in that moment. And then we immediately go, ah, shit, because we have to <laughs> chug our drinks. No matter what it is, in the past couple of them, I I've had like a beer and then I've also had some seltzies and some long drinks too. And those got some bubbles, man. So That's not caffeinated. What you not caffeinated, carbonated. Those are two different things, They're folks. Very different things. Don't pound long drinks because it really feels like a whole Willy Wonka situation going on with like a fizzy lifting thing, but it's just in your <laughs> tummy and you're trying not to burp into a microphone into people's ears. That's never fun. What's a long drink? The finished legend long drink? I'm happy you I asked. Know, I don't know. Yeah, all right, thank you. He had to tell me about it too, but once he did, <laughs> I was on board. Well, you were not on board. You eventually got After on board. After about two And now months. you are fully on board. This train was moving fast, and I kept talking it up, and Brian's like, I'll get the next train. Thank you. I'll get the next train. Thank you. I'll get the next train. Thank you. And then eventually he dove on just head first, and he's, he's not getting off the train now. He's on the it's long train. train. I like it. And they have four flavors. They got your original, which is just like a citrusy type flavor. It's like a juniper, ginny type drink. Okay. Then they have less citrus, more citrus, and cranberry. Cranberry. They also have sugar-free. Are two of the flavors called more and less citrus? Yeah. I think it's called really? strong citrus. What's the weak one called? Yeah. That's <laughs> Sit. <laughs> Sit. Really? No! Alright, so are these just seltzers, <laughs> but like a specific brand of seltzers? Pretty much. It's a different okay. t drink entirely. It's a gin-based seltzer concoction. Oh, gin-based. That's oh, wonderful. Okay. It's very good. Oh, so they're kind of like muley, like uh, uh, not necessarily a Moscow mule, because I think they have different connotations with like the yeah the different... Moscow and a Moscow mule references the vodka from Russia. Yeah, and then there's the Mexican mule, and there's other mules, but mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Okay, <laughs> sure we can go with that. <laughs> this week we are all gathered together because it's week number. Four of Spooktober. All horror movies this month, folks. And I feel like I broke Brian. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm 100%. You were trying to break the show. Instead, you just broke me. Uh, Brian's actual text to me once he finished the movie uh -huh. was, what the actual fuck? Those were four separate messages. Which was actually pretty annoying. And don't do that, <laughs> folks. Uh, put it all together in one. You're adults. Thank you. It was for emphasis. I disagree. I think it's playful and creative, just like this movie. Thank you, Ryan. I am playful and creative. It was art. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> this week, I beard everybody, and if you haven't watched it yet, stop now. Go watch it. It's very much worth your 88 minutes of your life. Yeah. But I beard everybody. House from 1977, directed by Nobuhiku fucking Obayashi. <laughs> Give him the fucking, why not? He earned <laughs> it so much, man. Ryan, you have seen this movie before. I have seen this movie before. And you were yes. like, let me watch it again for us. 
I was not overly enthusiastic to watch this one again. Uh, <laughs> this is very much for me, at least, when I saw it the first time, I was like, okay, good, I get it. I think I'm okay. <laughs> uh, it was very much like a David Lynch movie where it's like, all right, yep, I don't need to see that again. I, Yep, I get it. It's an experience, and it has washed over me. There are things I will take away from, things I will never be able to forget. Uh, but mostly, um, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And so I was hoping, at the very least, the second time around, I'd get some clarity, some insight into uh, the fucking Obayashi himself, I guess. Do you feel more clarified? No. No, I think... <laughs> that. <laughs> I think okay, good. And it means I don't have to watch it a second time. <laughs> it was a flip-flop. The first 30 minutes, I wrote in my little Google notes that I was taking, House is a perfect example of why you should rewatch movies, because I was really digging it. And then by the end, I erased that note, and I was like, <laughs> nope, you shouldn't rewatch movies again. Never watch a movie a second time. Well, you don't want to ruin it the first time. The thing with, that Ryan did was he put it on a pedestal. That's it. That, so that's true. I, I one of the reasons I love Ryan so, so much is because he is possibly the most long-winded person I know, and I adore <laughs> him for it. So uh, TLDR, Ryan said, I loved it, but. Ah, that's not correct. All right. If I have <laughs> to really TLDR myself, it was fine. Some things worked, but some things were bat shit and not in like a clever art school let's explain it away way tldr i loved it but <laughs> <laughs> i loved it but brian yeah quick thoughts buddy um, i'm so curious about this <laughs> so when i tell you that <laughs> and hold on let me just uh preface uh that brian for the first week of spooktober picked rubber that's true rubber's great i let love me just preface it that way. <laughs> Rubber happened. Rubber, rubber is and I brilliant. Still have questions. I am on record saying that Rubber is the most pretentious film I've ever seen in my life. Then you have not seen that director's other movies because they get way worse. I cannot imagine the Quentin Dupieux unless he like did his own colonoscopy because like they see that was so far up my ass that I actually went up my ass. That actually might be in one of his follow ups. <laughs> Like, it's it's that on the nose how he gets. It, that might be there. And just to prove I'm wrong, I did it with the baguette. Ouch. Is that problematic? <laughs> no, it's French. Oh, okay. Because baguettes are known for, like, uh, Asian countries. They use baguettes all the time. Like in House. The mini baguettes in House. I'm pretty sure I... that the French are very <laughs> famous for their baguettes, Ryan. <laughs> No, I think they know about, like, they, noodles. They have grocery bags that aren't appropriate <laughs> size Italy. for their baguettes. <laughs> Are you sure it's not tacos? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely lost the thread on this one. If you want to watch something incredibly offensive about tacos or tacos, uh, go watch the last season of Great British Bake Off, where they tried a Mexican week, and there's a reason they're not going forward with that anymore. Interesting. I'm sorry, um, did you say tacos? Yeah, everything they said was just offensively wrong in pronunciation. Oh, we're going to make these nachos now. Like, they couldn't figure out guacamole at one point, how to say it. Like, it just didn't flow off of their tongue with their teeth and everything. <laughs> Guacamole. <laughs> that sounds like, an, like a boardwalk game. <laughs> hi, hi, oi! You want to play some guacamole? <laughs> 
That is a good Michael Caine, and that's just a good British person in general, Dave. Michael Caine playing guacamole. Guacamole. Just supposed to blow the body doors off. It's <laughs> pretty good. Brian, quick thoughts. Uh, I sat dumbfounded after this movie ended for a solid 10 minutes before I even sent th- that message to you. That's called digestion. Just that's a good thing. Just stared at the screen like, what was that? Art, get it? <laughs> 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 and I'm still not sure I know. Do you want to get into it? Maybe we'll figure it out together. Maybe we will. That's very optimistic. Let's start it off with our writer McStrikely synopsis, as we always do. I can't imagine this one's very long. No. Just because uh, stuff happens this movie, kind of. Between information available about this movie and content filters, no, there's not a whole lot writer McStrikely had to say about this one. <laughs> our story kicks off with Gorgeous. Played by Kimiko Ikigami. Oh, don't even bother. With, just go character name for this you one. You got it. You're going to probably get us into trouble with the entire continent of Asia. Gorgeous is a girl whose beauty is only rivaled by her curiosity. Excitement fills the air as she plans a summer getaway with her eclectic group of friends. But hold on to your hats because this isn't your run-of-the-mill vacation destination. No siree. It's not. They're going to their auntie's house or her auntie's house. I also like that Eclectic is uh, just a stand-in for every character is just one trait. Like, the most one-dimensional character. They're Eclectic! This Very, one likes isn't that wonderful, eat. though? This Dwarf one's pretty. This one daydreams! This one's sneezy! <laughs> but it kept it nice and easy to follow. Oh my god, it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and this is the Evil Witch. And there was... An apple, but it's a watermelon. All right, this is art. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it's officially <laughs> art now. <laughs> the drama starts when Gorgeous' father drops the bombshell. He's gotten hitched. Cue the waterworks and the urgent need for a change of scenery. In a spur-of-the-moment decision, Gorgeous invites her friends, the brainy prof, the melodious melody, well done, <laughs> the martial arts maestro Kung Fu, the ever-hungry Mac, the gentle, sweet and the dreamy-eyed fantasy to join her at her aunt's place. I love the way that they introduce these characters on screen, too. Oh, Where yeah. it's kind of like in the Irish shop, where they just come across and it says their name. It's like, love it. That's fantastic. It's very TV. Yes, it is. Little do they know, they're stepping straight into the jaws of supernatural chaos. Interesting that Ryder Mike Strikely brings up Jaws. It's yes. almost like he knows a little about the making of this movie. Almost. Though I don't know if I'd give him that credit. Pretty much, uh, Japan cinema at this point in 1977 was a bit on the downturn, if you will. Ozu and Kurosawa already had their major reigns. Kurosawa's about to come up again, kind of later 70s into the 80s. But Japan wanted a movie to compete with Jaws, which is an insane thing. It's a big ask. And what they came up with was House, sort of. (laughs) Because you have Obayashi, who is a commercial director, known for doing these one to two minute short films. And they're like, hey, do you have any ideas for, you know, an idea that could compete with Jaws, the biggest grossing film of all time to this point? To which Obayashi, like the professional it is, asked his 10-year-old daughter (laughs) if she had any ideas for a movie idea that could compete with Jaws. You know, the highest grossing film of all time to this point. Yeah, but it was thought of by adults and adults are dumb and think of things that are real that's right he needed that whimsy 
I'm glad you brought this up. Let's keep this in mind for when the naked body parts start flowing <laughs> later on. But yes, dreamt up by his daughter. <laughs> First, Max's head takes a flight of its own, setting the tone for the madness that follows. Doesn't so much take a flight on its own. It's that she goes to get this watermelon that she put down a well because it's nature's refrigerator. Yeah, fantasy. And then she just disappears. So fantasy goes to look and uh, she pulls up Max's head out of the well. And then Max's head goes flying around and and, uh, bites fantasy on the butt. Yeah, fantasy faces the butt biting head. Yes, you heard that right. And things just escalate from there. It is actually true. They do escalate from there. Possessed household items? Check. Disappearing friends? Double check. Piano munching on fingers? Triple check. <laughs> this house is more alive than your morning cup of coffee. What does that mean? <laughs> Guys, AI is going to take all of our jobs. I like it. Ryder McStrikey tried. Tried That's so That's a good one. I like it. There's a little bit of humanity there. <laughs> is there? <laughs> I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm failing the Turing test. <laughs> don't say that an AI writer is... Injecting a little they bit of They do good work! Uh, what can I say? <laughs> All I'm saying is I would watch a full season of television written solely by AI writers. I feel like House was written by AI, and I watched that twice now. So maybe... House MD? <laughs> house MD. <laughs> but as night falls, the house reveals its true colors. Gorgeous, now possessed, slips into a chilling bridal gown, and suddenly the entire place transforms into a carnival of horror. That's a great way to put it. Sweet meets a gruesome fate in a grandfather clock, bleeding like a broken faucet. That's a creepy shot. It is so creepy. She's just like in there, and the blood starts pouring slowly, and then it's a lot of blood, and she's gone. Yeah, I love that shot. Ah. This is the same girl who is also beaten around by mattresses, right? And then she appeared in the clock later. <laughs> I think so. That's right. But she was also maybe the doll who is naked. Yes. All this is correct. Just make sure we're clear. She oh. either got turned into a doll, Are You Afraid of the Dark style, or ended up in a clock, or why not both? Somehow all of the above. She got assaulted by mattresses. Mattry? I'm not sure. That's mattry. You got it right. Mattry. Scientific plural of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then turned into a doll and then put in a grandfather clock. That's three deaths for one girl. When you say it like that, so easy to get. I don't know. I didn't see it. But I love how fantasy is the one who keeps discovering all the Tom fuckery about this house. And because it's fantasy, everyone's like, nah, she's full of shit. We haven't seen Mac in like six hours, but fantasy's the crazy bitch in the house. <laughs> well, all right. So if, all right. Expand on this, because maybe you can help clarify. Seeing this twice, I'm now maybe uh, seeing some stuff, but it looked like Kung Fu was maybe, like, under some kind of spell after Mac was disappearing, because she was like, where's Mac? And then she's like, oh, the countryside's so great, and she's chopping wood, and she's having, like, a great time, and then she, like, gets, a like, a weird look, and then she's like, where's Mac? Like, she's, like, snapping out of something, so maybe there's... Something going on with the witchy house that's casting a spell on them to make them not realize Mac or like try to fall into like this new habit of whatever they're doing to live in the house. I just think it's all about friendship, man. They don't want to leave anyone <laughs> behind. And that's their ultimate downfall do. here. 
they they leave everybody they behind. Consistently well, they consistently leave people behind. Get left. Yeah, no <laughs> one is ever trying to escape. They're always just trying to find their other friends in this house. At a certain point, you gotta quit and get out of that house. And that's why I think there might be like some kind of spell, but it's unclear because nothing is clear in this movie. But I think there might be something keeping them there mentally. They just keep going back for Mac. It's also why like that girl starts playing the piano obsessively. And it's always the same damn song. I think think there's a lot of chances. Maybe. But who knows? Possessed by the spirit of the house. The titular house. Prof Kung Fu and Fantasy seeks solace in the aunt's diary, only to be interrupted by a giant-sized head of Gorgeous, who spills the sinister secret, the house devours unmarried girls. The auntie never got married and always bugged the hell out of her. Now she just eats young, unmarried girls in order to stay young. Yeah, and she goes through portals and refrigerators. That's terrific. <laughs> I don't know that it's the auntie. I think the auntie is Eden, and the auntie is a manifestation. It's Blanche. The Blanche. Cat. That's why yeah. they were trying yeah. to like cut the cat foot. It's the auntie's dead. The auntie's long gone. I think they even maybe say something. But again, who the fuck knows? But I think the ant's gone. The ant's just fucking dead this whole movie. The only time the she's there is in the flashback. spirit is there, and I think that's actually yeah. what possesses Gorgeous at the end. Right. Oh, I think that's the house. I don't think, I don't, but I. who knows? Who fucking knows? Who <laughs> fucking knows? Art. <laughs> well, maybe because, I feel like my brain folds are smoothing after watching this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's battle time. Kung Fu, displaying bravery that defies reason, takes on the possessed cat, Blanche. Yeah, she does. Which is, that's one way of saying it. The other way is that she gets her head caught in a light and it chews her up and then her disembodied legs kick a picture of the cat on the wall. Badass. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm it's not, probably my yeah. second favorite thing in this movie because the first is obviously the piano eating melody. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's yes. unbelievable. Uh, Kung Fu is the best. Uh, clearly the only one with any fucking brain or agency here. So many fucking helpless people watch things happen and do nothing. Kung Fu. Sadly, tragic death. But still, even her fucking disembodied leg, useful. More useful than fantasy. More useful than fucking prof. Uh, Prof's useless. Prof is just an exposition machine. Prof is, at the same time this is happening, facing off against a jar with teeth. Yeah, a jar with teeth. (laughs) In this house, everything, and I mean everything, is out to get you, even the seemingly harmless objects. Like the floor. (laughs) Also, the wood that got chopped. The two halves, they weren't having any of it. How dare you chop us? Now we're going to attack you. It is kind of rude. You didn't ask that wood what they were feeling before you chopped them in half. (laughs) I feel like you might have to. Everything is slightly <laughs> sentient here. You might as well ask. Yeah. Hey, Wood, is it cool if I chop you up a little bit? Be like yeah, if you walked into the answering. beast house or whatever and <laughs> Bell's there. Just like, oh, God, I got this candlestick here and it only has one candle. I know how to get more candles. I'm going to chop this bad boy up. <laughs> Sucker Blue, why are you chopping me? Nobody ever talks about the beast's flashlight. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. What? 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 Can we also, when she's, all right, so Kung Fu's cutting wood, and then the wood attacks her, and she does a flip in the air, 
and she loses her skirt attacking the wood, but then she catches the skirt. Yes. And then chooses not to wear it. For the rest of the 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 fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's got cheeks hanging out a lot. The whole time. Created by his daughter and envisioned by his daughter. This is the story by his daughter. Envisioned by a child. (laughs) All right, so the movie's a little horny. What are you going to do about it? Ryan, you got anything better? It's not the horniest thing we've ever talked about. (laughs) Not even close. No, no, it's not. Uh, What's the horniest movie then? That would be weird science. Goddamn right it is. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, it's literally about making a human fucked all genie. Yeah. That's the tagline. Hey, you made a fucked all genie. 80s are great. The 70s apparently weren't much better. Late 70s, mid 80s. I mean, didn't have a lot of time to evolve. I like often think about how lucky John Hughes was to die before he can get canceled. <laughs> uh, he made home yeah. alone though. So can you cancel that? We're man? weirdly, weirdly, weirdly going to get there. You gonna cancel Christmas? <laughs> I'm gonna save Christmas, Kirk Cameron style. No. Oh, that's a that's mean. <laughs> Don't put me on that podcast. Speaking about a horny movie. <laughs> horny for Him. Jesus. Him sitting alone in his truck with his brother-in-law? Man, they have a deep conversation. They do. You know Kirk Cameron gets off on mansplaining, so that is pretty much just him masturbating. Oh, mansplaining to a man is the ultimate version of it. I'm surprised I remember that movie. It's double the man. (laughs) It's Matt. It's really his brother-in-law mansplaining Christ's message to him, though. That's true, because he's a bad Christian. Aren't they he's all? gotta get better. That's an art, Dave. <laughs> Not a religious podcast. <laughs> oh boy, what an arc it is! Uh, even Noah couldn't build one that spectacular. Not the one of the covenant. <laughs> As morning breaks, Ryoko, Gorgeous's unsuspecting stepmother, arrives. But Gorgeous isn't the same innocent girl anymore. With an eerie calmness, she informs Ryoko that her friends will soon awaken, hungry for who knows what. And with a simple handshake, Ryoko vanishes into thin air, leaving us all questioning the very fabric of our reality. It's the only question I had this entire movie, so that's fine with me. My reality was very firm. It was the movie (laughs) I was looking at. There's no way this movie affected my reality. Yeah, no, I I was pretty much like, I'm glad I don't live in that movie. That is the shortest synopsis we've ever had that we probably ever will have. Story motivation. Uh, I'll go with a dirty eight. That's because it probably should be higher. So high. Did well, you yeah. Say <laughs> dirty eight. Yeah, because yeah, uh, dirty eight means that it should be higher or lower, but mostly higher in this situation. Maybe lower. <laughs> Your rating system is like house. Everything is like house. Maybe house affected my reality. <laughs> Just a scale of one to ten. That's all. Dirty eight, huh? Okay. Dirty eight. It's an eight that Dave didn't want to give an eight. So then what's the real number? The ten. Dirty eight leaning on four. Dirty eight leaning on a one. Dirty eight leaning on a Don't be insane. This is Criterion Spy number 539, and eight (laughs) is a very reserved number. Yeah, I understand that the Rock and Armageddon are in the first 50. I was gonna point out the Richard Gear Breathless, because that is hot shit. I can't believe you would watch that over the original Breathless. I had to because of the fucking year. That's the only the challenge reason. of it. 
I would never watch that movie. Other reason, and it was on Criterion because I foolishly thought like that. Oh, it's on Criterion. It's got a number. It's got to have some merit. Not always true. I promise you that's true. It's rarely true because I remember watching this (laughs) one documentary on Criterion that was called like Infinite Football, and it was this guy who was trying to recreate uh, a way to play soccer, and he's going through all these different tests with all these people, and uh, eventually he came up with the most basic seven aside training session that you would do in a practice. And he's like, I've nailed it. I've broken football. And it was hot garbage. Yeah. 90 minutes of my life where I actually regretted soccer. And that is rare. I love soccer. Mm. And that one hurt me. That's a bummer. So I got an eight, eight story and motivation, eight for story and motivation. Why not? Casting 39. What? <laughs> What? Why is he so high? Because uh-uh. you're not stopping me. <laughs> I, I I guess I need to. What was the last category? That was story motivation. Probably Fucking the easiest eight we've ever given. Thirty five at best. Because <laughs> yeah, it that's is fair. So that's mad. very fair. It it's, doesn't need to be dirty. It could just, it your just basic be five. Standard story. It's everything around it. But the story and motivation is just like let's go to a haunted house and then people die. That's yeah. every fucking movie. So that's five. Middle of the line. Dirty five. Hard dirty five. <laughs> <laughs> if you add adjectives, Casting, it makes it I can give compelling. you a nine. I don't care about that one. But the other one needs to get lower. <laughs> what? It's what? They have to work with what they're given. I am shocked I was able to pull that up to a five, honestly. <laughs> I guess I'm too lenient. But. So a five <laughs> for story motivation. Casting, um, absolutely not on a nine. There are only two <laughs> professional actors in this entire movie. Yeah, and you see everyone flexing, which is impressive in itself. Well, that's one word for it. The other word is gratuitous nudity for the sake of it. Eventually, yeah. Was one of those professional actors the cat? Uh, No, it was actually (laughs) the auntie and gorgeous. I could have guessed auntie. And maybe gorgeous because she's naked a lot. The only two who have professional acting credits other than commercials that Obayashi did on the way up to creating this movie. Damn. Casting's probably like a three. Yeah, it, it seems like it was like whoever's around when I decide to start shooting this. That's, yeah, that's how you do a student it. film. Who wants free lunch today? Come do my movie. <laughs> Come get naked on my movie set. Oh, there is a legit story of that happening. So apparently one of the actresses felt very uncomfortable showing their tits on film because, of course, and I think they were all 16 or 17, so already super weird to begin with. But one of the other actresses on set said, hey, I'll take my top off to make you feel better and comfortable. It was the auntie. It could be. And then later, I don't remember who the actresses were, but later on the director saw this and then improvised a scene where that actress who helped out uh, had a topless scene because he liked her look earlier when she helped the other actress. So you're not far off in that. And that's why this is not going to get fucking higher than a dirty hard five. So help me. <laughs> so help me. I just want everybody to know that Brian wants to give it a dirty hard five for 16 and 17 year old naked Asian girls. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Rephrase that immediately. <laughs> uh, casting. What did we say? Three? I'm cool with three for casting. There's nobody here I know of, and I watch a lot of Japanese movies. Agreed. Boom. Three for casting. Generous. It is. That's. Merciful of you, Dave. Thank you. 
Well, I'm a very merciful person and very rational. <laughs> Next category is protagonist. Who? I have no idea. I guess gorgeous? It's Kung Fu. Kung Fu is the only protagonist. She's the only one doing anything. Kung Fu bump, one. I don't know that we even see Kung Fu until 20 minutes into the movie. That is true, because that's when the credits start. It's the whole opening sequence is gorgeous and fantasy. Now, in all fairness, when we see her, we do see enough of her. That's true. As the director wants us like to see. the dirtiest of ones. <laughs> As Ryan would say, a dirty oh, hard one. Dirty yeah. hard. <laughs> dirty hard I hate one. It. I hate this now. <laughs> now? Yeah, now. <laughs> one. One. Kung Fu is an anti- uh, protagonist, not an antagonist. Uh, she's actually useful. At least one point for her. Next up is antagonist. It's the house. It's such an evil house. Such an evil house. I think that's a 10. It has to be a 10. <laughs> a piano <laughs> ate a girl. And a light socket ate somebody. And then some grandfather got clock. Death by mattresses. And then appeared in a grandfather clock. And then turned to blood jelly. A watermelon turned into a decapitated head. A guy said bananas, bananas, bananas. And then turned into <laughs> a pile of bananas with glasses. All of his clothes disappeared. But the glasses stayed. <laughs> Two girls got drowned in a living room of blood. There was a dancing skeleton the entire movie the entire that nobody movie, referenced. There's a dancing skeleton in the background. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a 10. That's a, the cleanest 10. <laughs> yes. Uh, screenplay written by Chiho Katsura with a story by Chigumi Obayashi, the 10-year-old daughter of the director. I will say I think the upper limit should be four. <laughs> I don't hate that at I all. I feel like that's probably generous. Anywhere in there I can I can gel with, but I think four is about <laughs> my limit. It feels right. I don't know why, but it feels <laughs> so right. All right. Let's go with four. Okay. Easy. Style and tone. Boys, if you don't give this a 10, we're not friends anymore. I don't want to give it a 10. You want to give it an 11? I want to give it an 11. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Turn it up to 11. This movie doesn't hesitate to turn it up to 11. This is probably one of those movies that when you say 11, you're like, that seems low. But that's as (laughs) high as we go. Technical dick here. Uh, Is this category (laughs) style and tone? Yeah, tone is is, uh, spooky. And style is through the fucking roof. (laughs) Tone is all over the place. Style is That's right. It has 11. so many tones. So uh, a lot of tones. But then I would also uh for the variety all of tones. naked young girls. So let's maybe ten? You want to go dirty hard ten? Maybe don't bring that up and make us all feel like creeps. Did you think about that for a second? I'm gonna do it. If we get down to a ten, maybe <laughs> let's, let's penalize because creeps. Uh, so, you know what? You're right, right, you're right. right. We'll give it a dirty right. hard ten. Dirty hard ten. Dirty hard ten. There you go. Yes, thank you. Next category is director, Nobuhiko Obayashi. He did this without a storyboard. Most of the shots were done on the fly. That's absolutely insane. It is absolutely insane. I have to imagine there were copious amounts of drugs just everywhere. It also explains so much. Not to spoil anything, but if this belongs in a future category because I can't remember them all, we'll save it for there. But I think just on the editing and the transitions... And, like, the creative ways he moves from scene to scene, like, this is where I was so in love with the film was early on when they get out at the bus stop, and it's in front of a painted little square (laughs) that is also in front of a matte 
fucking background painting. It's just like double down. Why? Yeah, it's, and that that was it like makes no that's sense, but I brilliant. love it. Yeah, art. And for that, ten, ten for director. Unless it belongs it. in another Let's category. Also, not forget that he uh, convinced young girls to get naked Shit. when they didn't want to. Nine. Jesus, <laughs> Let's man. bring it down. <laughs> you have to keep ruining Nine. things with Listen, your logic. He did it to me. I had to do it back. That's fair. That's fair. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Next category is music. The music's unbelievable. It's so good. There's a, a light motif that's actually more of a heavy motif because. It gets played 20 times throughout the movie. Yeah. And probably I didn't count, but I'd say 15 of those times are the same exact variation. There are some yep. subtle ones, but 15, it's the exact same over and over again. But I love when it kicks into like the rock part also. Oh, yeah. When shit so gets real. Much. It's I love so it. good. It's a lot of fun. Give me a 10. 10 for music. You know what? This one is a true dirty hard 10. Yeah. None of that creep shit here. Just a perfect 10. Next up is box office. And <laughs> normally we have numbers decide this one for us. But unfortunately, there are no numbers available for this movie. All I have to go on is one quote from Wikipedia that said it was a, quote, commercial hit. That's huh. it. That's all I have to go on. I don't know the budget. I don't know how much money it made. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. We usually kind of go down the middle whenever we ha- we don't know. But I also know that this was a critical failure, but it's now a massive cult hit. Critical failure that became a criterion label. Uh, that's tough. It's to the point that, you know how they do like the closet visits at Criterion now? Mm-hmm. And the people get to wander through and they get to pick their movies out and have a good time yeah. with it? Yeah. Bill Hader went in wearing a house t-shirt. I didn't need another reason to like Bill Hader, but you gave me one anyway, and I appreciate that. I think for box office... Go down the middle. Just call it a five. Call, call it, it a five. I like that. Yeah. Just play it safe. Soft, flaccid five. <laughs> Soft, flaccid five. A clean, right. flaccid five. <laughs> and the final category is impact on the industry. Okay. That could go so many different directions with this one. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. This is a tricky one. If I have to talk nice about House, I will say it did remind me of Sam Raimi at times with kind of the cleverness of the camera angles and what they were doing with some of the shots. So maybe. Hard agree. There's a lot of hard Raimi, especially when you have all those shots where you remove frames as it's going through. That's super Raimi. Yeah. Uh Yep. There's that one. The... uh, I think it was it Melody who was watching the two girls have a conversation and winking her eyes back and forth. And then oh, each shot and the back and switches. forth. Oh, the two. beautiful. Loved that. Just a lot of creativity. Um, and I think the piano when they're all sitting there facing the camera and it just goes along with the metronome as the camera like just goes yeah. back and forth. It's beautiful. Yeah, That was the other one. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. Great shots. I kind of want to go six. Seven, somewhere in that ballpark is where I'm leaning, where I think it's above average, but I don't think it's going to blow people's minds because people got to watch this movie. I think that's the trickiest part about it. And I pick this movie because I want to get people out of a comfort zone. Whenever you think of horror movies, especially like us, weirdos in our 30s and whatnot, like we grew up (laughs) on the classic slashers more than anything. Right. There's an entire world out there. There's so that much also other has stuff. a lot of insane shit. So I wanted to go with something that is 
I don't know, foot down the entire way, pretty much. Does not hold back at all. It is an unapologetically comedy, horror, experimental mix. That is exactly what this is. 50% horror, 50% comedy, 50% experimental. Yes. 150% movie. I'll go six. Six? And I'll reserve the right to uh, raise it farther because I hope people watch this thing. It is super cult. And I already mentioned Lynch and a few other people. I think this is... This is a movie that you have to prepare yourself and go in to not expect a movie and to be, like, given acts or characters or, like, kind of, like, even, like, the the standard editing that we're used to. This is just, it's a movie that draws attention to its own artifice so often and puts you as a viewer at a distance from it. That it is, I can see it being very hard for some people to get into in a way that, like, I, I think I jokingly like this, liken this to The Room earlier. And it's not like that, because, like, The Room, anybody can watch that and get get it and have a laugh. This is weird. And I think you have to, like, really want to explore movies and, like, have that itch to be like, I've seen it all. What else haven't I seen? And this is that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the person you recommend this to. This is a weird fucker. It's a weird fucker. I think the best advice Dave gave me before going in was to um go in it not uh, with a sober mind, however your preferred method of doing that is. <laughs> I believe what I told you was, don't watch it, experience, experience it. Experience it. Yes. And that is, yeah. that was the best advice. It mm-hmm. also made it feel a lot longer than 88 minutes. Yeah, that's kind of the downside whenever you try to experience something. But... That is going to give House a total score of 63. Way too low. Rotten Tomatoes. Critically, this movie is a 90%. What? Rotten Tomatoes is bullshit, and I will rail against it every day, all day. I sometimes will. Sometimes. Uh, This one, not so much, because audiencely, this is a 79%. Okay. Which I actually think that bit is too high. Click on the, the the tomato and see what the actual rating average is. I clicked it and it says it's a dirty hard 7.50 out of 10. See, I think that's more agreeable. I think that's more agreeable than a high 90 because 90 makes it seem like it's palatable for everybody. And that's not this fucking. That's movie. not the case. That's for this true. Yeah. Not even close. Completely agree. Uh, me, Dave, I knocked it out of the goddamn park on this one, so high five to me. <laughs> Brian, yeah, I believe we're in the last week of Spooktober, which means- We have gotten there. The audience is going to pick the next movie for us. That's true. We've been getting your, your spooky suggestions all month long, and now we get to figure out what it's going to be. All right, we are making our random selection, and it's going to be- Coming from Donnie, who is, of course, always in his element, but maybe more in his element than ever. I have no idea what you're about to say. Your your smile is enormous right now. Well, that's because next week we are going to be talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, fuck yes! That is fantastic. The world knows me and Brian are sluts for musicals, so this is sluts for musicals. And this might be the sluttiest musical. A hundred percent. It's got horror in the title, folks. That's that's all you really need about this one. That counts. Donnie, high five to you, sir. 
Thank you for always being in your element. Next week, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Send us your movie suggestions for next month because we do it every single month. Join us on Patreon this month for the Worst Conversations bracket that we're doing. It's going to be interesting to talk about and maybe it'll be hard to listen to because of how difficult these conversations are. I hope this conversations are hard to listen to because that would be like inceptioning a show. Like, right? Listen to a bad conversation on bad conversations. <laughs> We're having a bad podcast about the worst conversations. It's like watching a top that's just laying down on its side, not spinning at all. But if you do get on that Patreon, give us some extra Skrilla this month because we're giving it all away to those kids in need with the Extra Life Foundation and the Connecticut Children's Hospital, which we've been out and supporting for four years through our, our various podcasts. Every single dollar that goes into Patreon this month, it all goes to the kids. All of it. Raise your Patreon subscription for this month. Take it back the end of the month. I don't give a shit at that point. You do Take it, it back the do. next day. But- it's super important. Don't to the kids. They needed a hell of a lot more than you do, you cheap fucks. These guys bust their asses, and you cheap fucks can't donate some dollars <laughs> to fucking kids in need? Like, what's fucking wrong with y'all? They like our show. That's what's wrong with y'all. Yeah. There's also um, a link to do- donate directly on our link tree, linktree.com slash movie, where you also get links to all of our social media, which is at movie on pretty much everything. The most important of which, of course, is Facebook, where we put up our weekly post asking for your questions and comments about the movie we're talking about. And we got two. Ooh. The first one is from Phil Hot Take Hawkins. Hey. And he wants to know if Dave, Brian, and Ryan were named after a skill, ability, or characteristic accurate to their personality, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, mine's gonna be pretentious or talks a lot <laughs> or uh, there's so many. Barely a man. Uh, whoa, 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 disappointment whoa. to his father. Uh, <laughs> time out, time out, time out. Everyone, stop listening. Ryan, you okay, man? Yeah, are you okay? No, I've been going through some tough times. I just feel like the the tide's going out. <laughs> Is that why you started growing these little pubes all over your face? I cut my hair, man. Is that not enough to get the depression funk off me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. Look at my, like, bitten human hair. I look like human man. I was looking at your face and whatever little uh, hairs are trying to break their way out of that into a goatee style. <laughs> it's, They're it's trying to what escape. I got, man. It's just what I got. <laughs> I got to work with what I have. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> All right, everyone, come back again. Come back. I think my name would also be gorgeous. Wow. What's it like to have self-esteem? <laughs> oh, it's all phoned in. I feel like I'm going to take a page out of the Snow White book here. I'd probably just go grumpy. That's actually, that's apt. Yeah, I don't like it, but I know me. Maybe I'd go with Dirty Hard. <laughs> <laughs> the new Clint Eastwood movie, Dirty Hardy. Oh, man. I hope it never gets made. Uh, we have a writer, Rick Stryker, who could fix that. We sure it do. might be good then. <laughs> Give it a shot. The next question, it's from Dave Novak, goddammit. He oh, says, boy. ahoy! Of course he does. I've never seen the movie House, but I have seen a bunch of movies with houses in them. <laughs> Which one is the most terrifying? He listed out movies with houses. He wrote, 
the house in house on Haunted Hill, the house in the Amityville Horror, the cabin, House of Jace, from Evil Dead, the hotel, not a house at all, really, from The Shining, the house from Home Alone, not haunted, but still super scary if you're a cat burglar just trying to make an honest living. How does a cat burglar make an honest living? I don't know. I don't know if they have a union or something or healthcare. It's probably better <laughs> than what I got. They're picketing, like, stop these kids from making booby traps. Outside of, like, Simply Safe? <laughs> huh. Probably the hotel from The Shining? I don't know. Yeah, but all it did was bleed a little bit and have bears filleting fat dudes. I feel like that is really underselling it. It was Jack Nicholson that was the scary thing in the house. It wasn't the house but itself. he was in the house. Alright, so by that point, like, fucking the hotel that uh, Elizabeth Taylor was in in Mommy Dearest is the fucking scariest one. Because that one was batshit crazy. The... Scariest house. Uh, I'm sure Schindler's List takes it. There's some scary houses now. (laughs) I feel like these are loose definitions. Yeah, well, he gave us a loose definition. (laughs) All I'm saying is that before Kevin McAllister did his thing, the house in Home Alone wasn't really that scary either. I don't know. You looked on that basement and that furnace starts doing all its weird furnacey teeth at you? Uh, I think the, the furnace from A Christmas Story is scarier. By that thought, then... The cabin at the beginning of Evil Dead isn't scary. It's only scary at the end when all the scary shit's filling it. So then all of them are out and none of these houses are scary. All houses have the potential to be scary. It's all about how much it cares. The one I'm in. But those houses are really easy to fix because they're usually old. And we know a certain Bob Vila that could (laughs) fix them. We do know a certain Bob Vila. This old house is the scariest house. Yeah, no, is you're actually dead? probably right. Is that is that show still going? So it's a ghost yeah. house. That's no, it is still going somehow. Is You'd it? think that he'd have be out of houses to fix. Or people would have learned by now how to fix the houses. <laughs> He's either a terrible teacher or <laughs> it's <laughs> it. called job security. <laughs> I swear to God, if I tell him to do a dovetail joint one fucking more time, I'm going to end it, man. <laughs> if I have to explain Wayne's coding one more time. <laughs> Yeah, that show is still going on. They are currently at, I'm not entirely sure, because Bob Vila only did 234 of them between 1979 and 2022, but <laughs> Norm has done 945 episodes. Wow. The really depressing thing is that the old houses now were built in like the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Phil, thank you very much for your question. Dave. You tried. You, you old so-and-so. Scamp. Ryan, thanks so much for hanging out with us for this one, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was We definitely fun. needed the third voice on it. <laughs> I'm glad I was that voice. A hard, dirty voice. <laughs> Everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brian, you got anything else? That's it for me. Fantastic. Next week. I'm shivering with anticip. Say it. Patient. Because we're talking the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We'll see you then. <laughs>